Welcome to your journey of healing with the Healing Podcast, hosted by licensed clinician Monique Oway and co-host Dr. Amber Moan. Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Healing Podcast. I am your host, licensed clinician Monique Oway, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host here. Dr. Amber Moan. Okay, so today's topic is I don't feel attractive anymore. Before we go into the topic, let me give you a definition of attractive. So attractive means, or one of them anyway, pleasing or appealing to the senses, appealing to the look. So when a person does not feel attractive anymore, where I'm guessing they're meaning like they don't feel like they look good anymore. They're not feeling like they're appealing anymore. They don't like the way they look themselves. And not just about how they how someone else would look at them, but they don't feel like they look great anymore. Maybe they're not their best selves. For example, weight fluctuations, up, down, things like that. Your body has changed. You maybe have a skin issue going on. You're breaking out. So you feel like, you know, your skin is not clear. You don't feel that great. Just maybe your hair texture has changed. You lost your hair, things like that. You know, the density has changed, things like that, making you feel like, I just don't feel like I look appealing anymore. Dr. Moan, what are some other things or that, I guess, things that can cause us to not feel attractive anymore? Definitely. I'm going to go out and say infidelity. You know, infidelity can be a huge blow to, you know, one's self-esteem. You know, you, someone cheats on you, you know, or unfaithful, you know, you're asking yourself, why her, you know, and, and, and not me. Me. Um, and also pressure from society. It's so easy to go out and get work done. Airbrush uh, filtering, you know, will make a lot of people feel like, oh my goodness, I look hideous. You know, I need to do something. So that is very true. All those things can make us not feel attractive, right? We feel like we don't look our be- uh, like our best selves. You know, many times we feel like our best selves was back in our high school days. Somebody, some. Some people say that. And then one person brought up a good point, Dr. Moan. I was listening to this guy and he said, many times people say they want to get back to their high school weight. And he said, well, he, and he said, well, that's kind of a little out there because you got to remember in high school, you weren't a fully grown developed adult yet your body body was still changing you hadn't even gone through all the stages of development which is true because we don't go through the full stage of the development until you're 26 so your high school you between the ages of what 14 to 18 you had high metabolism you could eat what you want you could do what you want and it wouldn't really affect you and you were still growing right? Your height was still changing more than likely. So as an adult to compare yourself to that weight, that would be probably a lot. Maybe it's a little unrealistic. That's fine if you were slim and you're not slim anymore and you want to be slim, but to say that exact weight and look, I don't know if that's realistic, but sometimes we're looking at unrealistic expectations and we're feeling like that is what should help us to be feel, to feel attractive. And that is just not the case. So Dr. Mona, I do want to ask, you mentioned infidelity and it makes us feel like we're not good enough. As a result of that, what do we do then? If we don't feel attractive anymore and maybe our partner was unfaithful, what will it cause us to do? You know, it'll cause us to, you know, so you're, you're asking me, you know, what can people do? No, um, like what would it cause us to do? Like if we don't feel attractive and we're looking at our husband or wife cheated on us or whoever our partner is, and we feel like I'm not good enough, I didn't look good enough, what would it make us do? Like, I guess, what is the, what are some of the negative things we mm-hmm. might do because okay. of that? Well, I mean, you know, you can, you know, sink into a depression. Um, You can go out and, you know, I mean, you could starve yourself. You can go out and get, you know, work that you probably wouldn't have gotten done on your body. You're not doing it for you. You're doing it 
because you feel like, you know, other people, it will be appeasing to other people. That is true. We will try to appease the other person. Yeah. And many times it's not that you have to do that. You should do something for yourself. For example, if your weight is the cause, well, why not? What, what, if your weight is the cause, why don't you like your weight? Right. Why does that not make you feel attractive? Are you comparing yourself to an image on social media? Like Dr. Mo mentioned, are you comparing yourself to something that's unrealistic? You know, like on social media, you might see somebody with their makeup always done. They always look nice. You do realize they got to put on the makeup though, right? You didn't see that part always. Uh, and so you're looking at your regular self, I guess, without makeup first first thing in the morning when you just woke up out the bed, sleep still in your eye, and you're saying I'm not attractive. Well, wait a minute. You didn't even wash your face yet. So mm -hmm. let's first look at the realistic things about why you don't feel that way. Now, once you have fixed yourself up, you washed your face, brushed your teeth, all that, and you're still looking in the mirror not feeling great, what is it? Are you overweight? Are you underweight? Do you want to be more muscle toned? Do you want to be less muscle toned? Do you want, do you feel like you wish like you were taller? Do you wish you were maybe shorter because being tall has been an issue? Do you wish that you could be more flexible? Do you wish you had longer hair, shorter hair? Things like that. So comparing yourself sometimes will also make you feel unattractive because you're looking at someone else and thinking, why don't I look that way? Another thing that can make people feel unattractive is people's getting criticism from others. Sometimes we have people in our lives who are very critical of our looks. And we then, because of what they say, feel like we're unattractive when it might not be the case. You might be just as beautiful or beautiful. And, but because someone else said you're not, you feel like, you feel like you're not attractive, right? Because someone else said so. Because your partner went outside of your relationship, you feel like it's because of attraction. That might not have been the case. That might've just been their behavior. It may not have to do with you unless they told you there was something about you letting yourself allegedly go, whatever that means. It couldn't be true. Sometimes we do let ourselves I mean, Dr. Moan, if I could say, if it's anything that, if it falls on us, like maybe we don't feel attractive, is there something that we're not doing to make us feel that way? No, I don't think it's something that we're not doing. Okay. I think okay. that, you know, I think it's just kind of, I, I think that it's important to understand, you know, what, what, what is it coming from to understand, like, you know, block out everything else, but how do we feel about ourselves? What are, like you said, what are some things that we, you know, would like to change or, 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 or are not liking about ourselves now understanding that life happens. So, I mean, we're going to get older. Our bodies are going to change. You know, these things are happening. And so embracing who you are now is really, really important. That is true. I think, you know, we do have to be realistic. Mm -hmm. you know, moments we're going to change it does not matter how healthy you are how much you're in the gym gym rat whatever your body's going to change because you're going to get older you're going to get wrinkles even if you have great skin and you do a lot of uh, health care and self-care for your body your skin your face you're still going to get older and your body will tend to wrinkle so those things understand some things are going to change your eyesight is going to change like you might feel like i'm not attracted with my glasses well yeah your eyes are not the same as when you were younger that's natural the muscle has changes has weakened in your eyes but okay if you don't like glasses well you can get contacts some people do laser surgery on their eyes so there is a fix to that you see what i'm saying some things that we, that are causing us not to feel attractive are things that we can maybe fix and i mean naturally fix or just not as evasive as having a whole general surgery on changing our appearance so yes we know your weight fluctuating that can be it your hair changing that can be it your complexion changing or your skin changing that can be it life in general just 
pressures from outside and you just not having time to care for yourself, that can be it. Like you might love your hair, but you haven't done it in a while because you feel like I don't have time to do my hair. Well, make time to do your hair. Those are things that can make us feel unattractive, right? We can't do the things that we would like to do to enhance our appearance. So it affects how we feel. So what I do want to discuss when we come back, we're going to segue into the situation segment. When we come back, I want to talk about what it can happen to us when we don't feel attractive and then how we can kind of improve that. So right now I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Moan so we can discuss today's situation. Dr. Moan. All right. Thank you, Monique. Here's our situation. I am writing to you because I need an objective opinion, not a one-sided or biased opinion from my friends. I am a 43-year-old woman. My husband and I have been married for seven years. We purchased our home in the beginning of our marriage. At that time, my credit wasn't really that great, so the house was put solely in my husband's name as far as the mortgage goes. I am, however, on the deed. He and I have an understanding regarding our bills. He has always paid the mortgage and larger items. I take care of other things like our necessities and other items for our home. This arrangement has worked for us. Over the past two years, our communication shifted for various reasons, but we have been working through our issues. Last month, my husband informed me that we are about to have our home foreclosed on. At first, I thought he was joking, but he showed me proof that we are in foreclosure status. The bank has given us a move out date. When my husband told me this, I was upset and frustrated that he did not come to me sooner to tell me he was behind on the mortgage. He told me it was because he was embarrassed and ashamed as a man to tell me. We have plate we have a place to go, which is with my parents. They have a large home and space. We would pretty much have to have the guest room over the garage, which is more like a small apartment. I really do not want to move in with my parents, but feel what choice do we have? I do have some money saved in a separate account that I can help that can help perhaps use to get us out of this jam, but I am nervous about taking the bulk of that money for the issue for this issue because what if something like this happens again? Healing podcast. Should we move in with my parents or should I nearly empty my account so we can stay in our home? This was is very deep and I appreciate you for writing us to kind of get our insight. Monique, my goodness gracious. Let's see, where do I start? So you've been married for seven years. My concern is... I guess the embarrassment part. Let me let me even go back. Communication. Over the past seven, past two years, our communication shifted. Shifted is an understatement because here it is, you're getting ready to lose your home. So there's so many questions I have. Like, where was the money? You know, communication, you know, you guys have been together for seven years and he couldn't tell you. He couldn't tell you that you guys are getting ready to lose your home. That's a, that's, that's a concern for me because he was embarrassed. Okay. You know, I know everybody is different. Every situation is different, Monique, but I just keep imagining having to go home to my parents' house right now and the embarrassment my husband would feel having to walk past my husband in his own house. I mean, I'm sorry, my husband having to walk past my father in his home whole own house. That is embarrassment. Talking to your wife of seven years, you know, I know that there, you know, there are times, difficult times where you feel like, you know, uncomfortable, uncomfortable, but embarrassed, you know, the fact that you're losing your home and you're having to, you know, pack up everything, that's embarrassment. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? I think so if I can under, if I can piggyback mm. here with this situation, I think when you get past it is something going on. I think there's a lot there. I think as a man, he may have felt less than because he literally has been in a jam where he's about to lose the home. How do you tell your wife that? How do you tell your wife that I'm behind in the mortgage so bad to where we're getting notices and now finally we're about to lose it? Well, that had to be a lot to process. I don't know what caused him not to talk to you about it. I think that goes 
back to whatever issue you guys had. You said a couple years ago, the communication, you started having issues. Well, apparently the issues weren't really resolved and he could not tell you, hey, I think we're about to go ahead and we may be in process of losing our home or we're behind. So something must have happened to cause him to get behind. And here we are. So regarding your question, Dr. Molimia, regarding the question of should she take the money that's in her account to put it towards the mortgage to save the house if possible, or should they just move in with her parents? That's even that is a complicated question because Monique, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go back to, you know, what, what happened with the first late payment or the first missed payment? Why wasn't, you know, something said then or the second payment or the third? So, and then there's a question of where's the money? You know, you didn't say he lost his job. You just said that he had gotten, you know, behind. So I feel like before I could even answer that question, there's a, there's, there's some other stuff that she needs to get to the bottom of before, before she makes that decision. Because if there's other things going on, you know, if you don't know where his money has gone, I'm not, I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't empty my account to go back into the house, you know, and yes, you can do things different, but like, you don't know what the reason is, you know, or if you do, you, it, it wasn't in this letter as to why you're getting ready to lose your house. So I think you're saying that she should not, in your opinion, she should not empty her account because it's too much of a big issue going on. That's not been highlighted. I think what I'm going to say is to help give you some tips First, thank you for writing in if I didn't tell you that. Well, one, what I would say is one, usually an account is for a rainy day. I would say this is a rainy day. I think you didn't give us everything. Maybe your husband lost his job and you didn't give that part. Or maybe he didn't tell you he lost his job. So sometimes I have seen relationships where the partner may have lost their job, but they don't tell the person. So they act like they're going to work every day, but they don't tell you. So that means what money has been hitting your account. I don't know if you guys have a joint account. I know you have one account that's kind of to the side, but I don't know if you guys have a joint account together. Since the mortgage was in his name, was that in his account? That's why you didn't know. So because there's a gap in communication here, I would say before you do decide to use the money in your account, talk to your husband. There may be a reason that might suffice enough as to why he didn't tell you. And then you would ask yourself, why were you not also looking at your own mortgage statements yourself? Just, you know, do you want to do that in the future just to check, to help each other out, balance each other out? Then based on his response to you, you would make the decision to use the money in your account so that you guys can remain in your home and continue to work on your issues with communication. But if you're nervous about that, what I would say, you move in with your parents, it can be a good start. The house is not in your name, so it won't affect your credit. It will affect his. So just know if you do decide to purchase a bigger house, a better house, it will probably fall on you for right now. Is that something you want to do? Do you want to get a house, a next house, just in your name, and then you be the one to take over the mortgage or what's going to be the plan? So first, communicate with your husband. Ask him truly what happened. How did we get behind? Where was his paycheck going? Or like I said, you might know something that happened that took a bulk of your money. And then based on that, decide to use the money in your account. If it's not good enough, then you do move in with your parents and plan about the future. I think accounts are for rainy days. This sounds like that rainy day. You can get the money back. You can always get money back. But can you get a home back? Not that same home. You can get a better home. So I think for you, talk to him first based on his response. You do what you feel more comfortable with. If it's moving in with your parents, that's the sacrifice. You do that and you guys save and you can buy another house. There is no problem with losing a house and getting another one. People do it all the time. So please, I'm sorry you're going through this. But the good thing is you have a place to go in your parents. The good thing is you're not going to be on the street. You're not going to be in a shelter. You do have a place to go. So talk to him, then make your decision. 
I hope that helped you. I hope that was helpful. So thank you for writing into the situation. For those who are out there that would like to tune into the situation or write into the situation, you can go to thehealingpodcast.com, hit the contact tab, fill out the form there with your situation, or you can just email us directly at support at thehealingpodcast.com. The email is support at thehealingpodcast.com. You can always also go to the Facebook page, The Healing Podcast, and go ahead and try to uh, contact us there if you would like. So also want to go ahead and segue into, before we get back into our topic today, I want to highlight our sponsor, which is HealingExpressionsLLC.com. If you're looking for therapeutic services and you're in the Atlanta or the Georgia area, go ahead and go to www.HealingExpressionsLLC.com and go ahead and hit the contact tab and see if you can get some therapeutic, therapeutic services started today. All right, so we're going to go back into the topic of not feeling attractive anymore. Dr. Moan, what are the negative effects that can happen to us if we don't feel attractive and we feel like we're not good enough? What are the detrimental effects that can happen from that, if anything? So again, depression, you know, just a lot of, I guess, pressure to be something that, you know, other people want that, you know, might not necessarily want for yourself. Anxiety. Definitely, definitely. So a lot of pressure from life, like Dr. Moan said, depression, anxiety, uh, feeling down about yourself, maybe not wanting to leave the house anymore, maybe all, always dressing a certain way where everything is covered up, like completely always in sweatpants, just not feeling motivated to walk, not mo- motivated to go to the gym or eat, like I said, or even move around because you just don't feel that great. Well, the problem with that is then you're not getting any circulation, you're not getting any air, and panic attacks, feeling like you can't function, developing agoraphobia because of it, because you feel like outside it's a negative place for you you'd rather just stay in so those are some detrimental effects i guess that can happen because of it maybe not detrimental but just not so great so when we don't feel attractive we just don't feel great about ourselves we don't want to be around people so we end up sometimes even harming ourselves so that is also something negative that can happen when we don't feel attractive and we can't get to a place where we feel attractive we blame ourselves and the result of that is sometimes we do something harmful to ourselves like cutting and other things to self-harm so let's try to get you back to a place where you feel attractive so let's go into some healing tips so dr moan what is something someone can do to start to feel attractive again I think it's important to get back to you. What made you feel feel good about yourself before you started, you know, losing, you know, your self-esteem and getting down on yourself and things of that nature? What are some things that you liked about yourself? What are some things that you want to change about yourself? And then once you come to that realization or once you come to that understanding, then, you know, start working on it. You don't have to, you know, you can take things, you know, one thing at a time. If it's losing weight, you know, you might want to, you know, if you have a big, busy schedule, just do something simple by starting to you know, to change your diet, you know, maybe get some walks in, you know, during the day or, or, or after work, you know, just to kind of get you going, you know, if it is your hair, you know, like you said earlier, Monique, get your hair done, you know, new clothes, you know, with this pandemic, let me tell you, you know, it's either two things, either you're brushing the dust off your clothes because you haven't been <laughs> somewhere in a long time, or, you know, you might have, you know, might not be able to fit into some things with you know, all of us are guilty of it. So maybe go out and buy a new outfit, you know, maybe talk to somebody you know you know get some individual therapy to kind of work on your self-esteem to wonder you know to, to really get an understanding of where this started so definitely I thank you Dr. Moan for those tips that is there's a great tip so you guys can do those things that Dr. Moan mentioned and again just look at yourself I want you to give yourself some grace you're not perfect okay you're not perfect life happens things happen and you don't feel that great but like Dr. Moan says you know what we don't 
give weight or give uh, a lot of attention to how well we feel when our hair is done. When your hair is cut, fellas, because this is for the men too, when you get a fresh haircut, you know how you feel mm -hmm. when you walk out of the chair from the barber and you're feeling great, right? Ladies, you might want to get your nails done and you might say, well, I don't do my nails, but you don't know how you would feel if you do. You don't have to get any nails put on, but you can get a manicure. Sometimes just that pampering for yourself will help you to feel better. Get your feet done. You know, if you don't like people touching your feet, then you soak your own feet and you paint your toenails. Maybe you can have make it a fun project for your kids. If you have kids, let them paint your toenails. So you can do those things. If you're into makeup, you can do a little makeup tutorial, look at a YouTube mm -hmm. video, see how to do your makeup. Everything doesn't have to be like glammed up makeup like you're going somewhere, but sometimes just a little eyeliner here will help. Sometimes putting on your lashes if you're women. A man, if you're losing your hair and that's making you feel that way, guess what? I personally have no problem with men wearing hair extensions or fillers. I know a lot of people criticize that. I don't have a problem with it. If that's what's going to make you feel better because you being bald, it's really affecting how you feel. Go get the fillers. Who's really going to know unless you tell them? I don't think that's a problem. Women, if you want to wear a wig, do that. Whatever you feel like you need to do. There's nothing wrong with it that's going to help you feel better. Because, yeah, if you've had hair loss because of maybe you've been sick, because health can do it too. If you lost your hair because you maybe began going through chemo or other treatment, radiation has caused you to lose your hair or just other conditions, and you want to add in some extensions, a wig, a wig or something, that's fine. I don't think it's a problem with that. That's for you and it's going to help you feel better. Do that. So I think do what's going to help you feel better. Do what's going to make you feel better. As Dr. Moon said, there's with weight, do what you have to do for that. So give yourself some patience. Identify what's making you not feel attractive and slowly work on changing that. But not doing anything, well, that's not going to help you. If you just decide just to keep looking at yourself and not feeling that way, that's not going to help. Read a self-help book. Follow somebody that's a life coach, that's motive, that's inspiring, and let them inspire you on how you can change. That helps too. So I hope that helps you with the issue of not feeling attractive anymore. Realize life happens, as Dr. Bone said. Things change. But we can get back to the person we want to be. Before I close this out and give you guys a little inspiration and the motivation today, Dr. Bone, anything else about attraction and not feeling attractive? Uh, no, I think we, we covered it. Okay, great. So you guys, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to leave you guys with something. And here it is. This, this is a little quote just to carry on for your day. You are good enough, smart enough, beautiful enough, and strong enough. Believe it and never let insecurity run your life. I hope that is helpful today. I thank you for tuning into the Healing Podcast. We thank you for your support. And tell your friends, coworkers, loved ones, even your enemies, because they need some healing too. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.